Welcome, 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 welcome everyone to Rad Talk. Um, this is our 12th episode. I'm Dennis. And I'm Gage. And in today's episode, we got, uh, I think might be my favorite one, at least, you know, on paper, what we have to talk about. So the people that have been listening, you know, we've only been doing this for what, two months, maybe two and a half yeah, months. Something like that. Yeah. And when you're, you see everybody tries to make their own podcast and, you know, like, uh, you and I thought, oh, let's do it. You know, what do we have to lose? But then you get into it and you're like, you you start running into obstacles and things that you just weren't prepared for. And so we kind of looked for other people that have been doing podcasts in general. And then we also looked at people that were in our lane, which is if you just classify it as medical, not radiology, there's not too many of those. But uh, if you just look at medical and you are more familiar with this person than I was, I was vaguely familiar, but um, you were like, you showed me, I think it was a couple months ago, you showed me one of his videos and I was like, oh, this is interesting. He's kind of, he has the same vibe that I do in, you know, towards my, towards medicine. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I listened to some of his stuff and eventually, I don't know what clicked, but I was like, man, we should email this guy and see if he has any, any kind of, you know, advice for us. Uh, so if you guys are familiar with medical podcasts and he's one of the more popular, but his name is Z, he goes by Z dog but he's a, a hospitalist out of, I think, Stanford. Um, but he, his, yeah, and his content is very, he uses like humor and sarcasm to kind of shit on medicine, essentially, because he's very, he's very open about how medicine, you know, changed him and affected him. And I'm like, oh man, that's kind of what, at least the vibe that I'm going for, you know, because we, we've mentioned several times that we don't really enjoy our jobs. So we're like, man, he kind of does what we do. We're like, man, what if he has any advice for us? So I, I said, what do we have to lose? And I was like, let's just email him, you know? Well, I think, and you know, he, he also, he has his Doc Vader thing. So he yeah. kind of like spoofs different things. Yeah. Um, he's a really artsy guy. He, he does a lot of like, a lot of broken areas of medicine that he can kind of, he digs into and says like, this should be fixed. This should be fixed. And he just goes at it. And so I really agree with like broken parts of medicine that need fixed that so he kind of like resonated with with us i think mm -hmm. and he does it in a creative way he's not just like outright just telling people what's wrong it's like you said the doc vader thing was mm -hmm. a, it's a recurring character so it's pretty interesting but the bottom line is i was like let's just email him mm -hmm. so you know i drafted up an email i said here's who we are you know we're only 11 episodes deep we don't have like the greatest gear i was just very open and honest with him and I also mentioned, I made sure to mention that I was in radiology because I know he's mentioned before that his wife is in radiology. And he mentioned, uh, she, I think she's a program director for re uh, radiology residency at Stanford. So I kind of threw a jab in there, like, because his personality is, he's very open and you can joke with him. I think I just sent a jab in the email that said radiology was better than medicine. And he, in his response, he kind of opened up with that his wife kind of jokes, you know, that radiology is better than medicine with him. So I felt like that was a good start to the email because he kind of showed that he's just like normal. Better, better than medicine or better than being like a hospitalist? Or yeah, I, sorry. I say medicine. I mean, internal medicine, a hospitalist. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure his mom or his wife does. I would if my spouse was in internal, any, any other specialty. But uh, so I kind of just emailed him and said, hey, here's our situation. I think you and I, our podcasts are similar because we're kind of 
medicine has kind of worn us out a little bit. He's like, and I was like, do you have any just basic advice right. for us? Um, and I don't know what your, what were your expectations? Did you, did you think you would even respond? You know, I wasn't sure. I, I know you guys are, uh, guys are seem to be cut from the same cloth. Uh, in that. You mean me and him or just doctors? You and him. Yeah, yeah, you and him. Yeah, yeah. Um, very, very much so. And I had a feeling he may respond just because I've, I've seen him respond to other folks that I've watched on videos. And he actually mm -hmm. responded to a friend of mine uh, who had made a video and like answered her question on his video. So I know he's very inter you know, intertwined with his subscribers and especially the people that, that um, you know, I've followed him for a while. He, he answers questions and, and he's in tune with that kind of thing. So I was like, okay, if anybody's going to like, if we reach out to anybody, he might be a person that legit, is going to like give us good advice. And so mm -hmm. when you were like, I think we should do this. I was like, I, I think we got a shot here. And so um, uh, even though us being as new as we are, I didn't think that after reading the, the email, um, I didn't think that we would have gotten the great yeah. uh, stuff that we got, but yeah. I'll let you kind of carve that out for everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm the same. I don't, I honestly didn't know. I don't think a lot of these people will respond if we ever, I mean, cause we have like a, a list of other people we were like, oh, man, we should just, you know, it's just like a Hail Mary. Uh, we mentioned in the first episode of who we wanted on the podcast. Like if we emailed them like Blink-182 or Post, like they're not going to respond. I kind of lumped, even though Z-Dog's not as popular as them, I'm like, you know, he's popular enough. I don't think he responds to people that are, I told him how many Instagram followers we had. We only have 11 episodes. I'm like, there's no way this man is going to waste his time. But we wouldn't be talking about it if he didn't respond. So he did. Uh, he did respond, and it was actually fairly quick. I think I emailed him on Sunday. He responded on Monday. So it was it's very quick. But and his what I we have preached over and over that came through in his email, which is one reason I like him. I think is he was just authentic. He was kind of just himself. Uh, I didn't mention in my email. I cussed because he cusses in his videos and stuff. I'm like, you know, so I'm just like I'm just going to be myself and throw some cuss words in and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And then he also, he cussed in the response, which I, mm -hmm. I appreciated, but he has, you know, I told you he opened up with his, his wife takes shots at him for being internal medicine. But other than that, he kind of mentions that he appreciates, cause I linked our um, Apple. I put our Apple podcast link thinking, mm -hmm. man, maybe he'll listen five cool. minutes or something. So he says that he likes our authenticity, right? And he also likes, he mentioned cussing specifically because okay. it, he said it added to our authenticity. Yeah. So, but that, that response made me realize that he actually listened to at least some of one of our episodes. He wouldn't know that we cussed if he didn't listen to our, either yeah. our social media or, you know, our episode. So yeah. I thought that was, even though you're, you're just giving the advice of just be yourself is essentially what he's saying. He took the time to listen to the stuff that we put out so far. Right. So I thought that was that was interesting. Which is meaningful. Like you appreciate, you know, he's been doing this for a long time. And, you know, you, you can go back and look at his old, old videos of where he started out with the yeah. the bad sound quality yeah. and, the, and and things like that. And so for him to just take a couple minutes of his time to kind of give these nobodies like mm -hmm. a listen and say, hey, like, I appreciate that you guys are authentic. I see that, like, you know, cussing is part of your language or, or however you, you speak or, or whatever mm -hmm. it is like, just keep doing whatever you're doing and, and like the grind and, and um, like I appreciated all of it. So. 
Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's very generic, but at least it takes the time. He took the time to listen and he's like, yeah, just keep going. Cause he, he yeah. goes on to mention that radiologists is a, is a very niche audience, right? We're very cornered in what we do because not very many people do it or know about it. But he, and then he goes, I'm assuming he's listened to other podcasts because he goes on to say that some of them are, they're kind of just like, they, they say a lot without saying a lot, essentially. So he's like, you need to keep being authentic and being yourself and kind of saying things that maybe other people are thinking, but they don't want to say out loud. Cause in his, in the third paragraph, he's like, you're going to, eventually you're going to piss off some people, but he's like, why not do it now when nobody's listening? That mm -hmm. way you're just kind of used to it whenever mm -hmm. you do get a following. So I thought that that advice to me was maybe the most interesting part of the whole thing. Cause I never thought about mm -hmm. that. Like I can, we can say some, we haven't said anything terrible, controversial, but he's like, that makes sense. Like now's the time to do it because nobody's listening right. or very few people are listening, whatever. But Right, right. Yeah. Say, say what you want to say. People are going to um, dislike you for your opinions. Mm -hmm. Everybody has opinions. Everybody's opinions are different yeah. uh, from person to person. And like, that's okay. Um, just say how you feel, say what you think and find your, your crowd, find your audience um, that has, similar opinions or want to listen to a different opinion. And so it's, yeah. you know, and it, I thought at least for me, ultrasound is a little different. I think techs in general have a little bit more exposure on social media and uh, stuff like that. So people are more aware of uh, like a text personality and like things of that nature. Most people don't know a radiologist personality. If they do, they think we're just nerds that sit in like a dark room. Like, frankly, they just think we're nerds that sit in a dark room that love, I mean, we'll do a react video, even his, his bitmoji or whatever, the, whatever yeah. the radiology emoji, he mentions, we love electrons and protons and <laughs> magnets. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's what the average person thinks of us when it's just not completely, which is not true. Some people are like that, but I think the vast majority of us are just normal human beings that have, you know, our own personalities. We're not defined by our jobs. So I think for me, part of doing what we do is at least letting people know, like, if I would never suggest it, but if you are interested in medicine and you want to do radiology, we're not these like quiet bookworm nerds that just sit in dark rooms. So. And just, and I mean, I know you a lot, you've really been changing out your pocket protectors quite a bit. And yeah. Yeah. So figure out. Yeah. Because I mean, even in medicine, like I said, techs have more exposure, even in medicine, other doctors have more exposures more exposure. Everyone knows about surgeons. I think even internal medicine gets more exposure. OB is a really popular one on like social media. So that like you get to see the lifestyle and granted our day-to-day -day job is not very interesting because we do sit at a computer for most of it, but I still think there are other aspects of a radiologist personality that people would enjoy. So that was a big factor for me and wanting to do, you know, this podcast besides hating my job that I wanted people to know that there are you know, we have uh, personality. Right. And, and even in, in parts of ultrasound, you know, everybody thinks that it's OB oriented. And so mm -hmm. people, a lot of people get into ultrasound just because they want to just do OB. And, and then you realize that there's a lot of aspects to it. And so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's Second. good to, it's good to just bring a little exposure. Uh, yeah. And then the last part is kind of him. I mentioned in the podcast, so eventually we want to have guests or be guests on other shows. And he's like, just make sure you carry the same energy. He's like, don't go on a different podcast. 
and completely change who you are and what you say just because you're on a different podcast. He's like the, the, if you're authentic, people will appreciate it. Kind of like a shameless plug here. I did a YouTube video for the Anthony Oliver uh, song. Go check it out on our YouTube, rad underscore talk underscore DG. But rad reacts, rad reacts. Yeah. I called that radiologist reacts, but I think one of the reasons I said it was so popular is just because it was authentic, right? You could tell that it came from somewhere deep inside of him. So mm-hmm. I think he's kind of saying the same thing. People appreciate authenticity, especially in today's day and age where a lot of, you know, people are fake, their bodies mm-hmm. are fake, personalities, I hope, you know, there's just fake stuff everywhere. So I think mm-hmm. people do appreciate a little bit of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Definitely always, yeah, being real. Yeah. So I think he was, we have other lists, people we want to email, but I think we that was a good one to start with him because he's an authentic dude. Mm-hmm. He respond even if I didn't think he would respond, he did respond. And he it wasn't just like a generic templated email that he sends to everybody that responds. So I think overall, I, I'm glad that we mm-hmm. uh, emailed him and he gave useful advice. We'll put his plug. He's is it just Z Dog MD? Is that yeah? Z Dog. Yeah, I think he's across the board. Z Dog. Yeah, MD. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. So go give him a follow. Yeah, and his I think he has a separate Instagram. I think it's like Doc Vader too. So if you're really into like funny humor, medical. Yeah, I know he Z Dog is his medical is the one where he does most of it. He also has a, a personal one where oh, I think he gets cool. he gets a little bit more, I guess, authentic or you know one on one type of stuff. Right. So, but Z Dog MD is the one that I follow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. And then, and then on the other flip of the coin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, we, we also we're so we we're having issues. Um, you know, we tell you guys every week to look us up. We're Rad Talk um, and we pop up everywhere. Rad Talk is. Well, I started to realize that on um, Spotify, we were not showing up as Rad Talk. We've been um, lying so, for fucking two months. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> uh, like, we show up, but you have to be like very specific. You had to type in Rad Talk and you had to type in like Gage or Dennis or like something. And you know, not even that. If you type in Rad Talk, other shit pops up. Yeah. Like Raw Talk or this, yeah. this there's nothing, it doesn't say there's one podcast above us that says Rad Talk. Yeah. The rest and, and aren't even rad and they're still showing up. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, what are they doing? And we're gonna surpass that one above us. We're coming. Easy. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna reach out to Spotify and just say, Hey, like, I feel like if people type in Rad Talk, they're searching for us, like we should be one of the top <laughs> folks. And they essentially told me that this like gain a bigger following or have people watch more of your stuff. And, and it was kind of, it was kind of frustrating because it's like, well, how, you know, I want people to watch more of our stuff, but if you type in our name and it doesn't show up, yeah, people aren't going to like, you know, people don't want to just constantly take the extra step to feel like, okay, I'm really going to gonna type in red talk with Dennis or whatever it is. Like yeah, I should come up above raw gear or something that has nothing to do with, rad or, or like I mean, everyone says a, a name's important like you have to you have to know your, your audience like rad talk that's easy it's two words seven mm-hmm. letters easy so the yeah. fact then you have to talk you have to add in with and then one of our names people are like yeah. uh, that's too yeah. much yeah I, I, so, I, 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 yeah the and fact that spotify of- told us to like just get good that's essentially what they told that's the most elementary bullshit advice you could ever give some we weren't even asking that yeah, we yeah. wanted you to change it so we popped up appropriately, and yeah. you're like, "Yeah, get fucked," you know, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, Spotify, come on. Yeah, well, and I and I've since uh, I see, I searched recently, and we came up second 
Um, and so I don't know if they so made they some sort of, they don't know <laughs> if they made some sort of a change or if I just like got lucky this time and I searched for it and it came up. But if anybody's having if anybody continues to look us up and they can't find us, um, I guess let us know and we'll continue to try to reach out to Spotify. We'll continue beating our heads against the wall. With Spotify. <laughs> try to keep I'm gonna try to get this bigger. Or maybe just just look us on Podbean or Apple if that's the case. Apple's probably the easiest, I think. Yeah, because yeah. we do we do pop up red talk. I looked, so we do pop up red talk. But yeah, so that's that's the two the two types of advice. You know, one was good, actually useful, and the other one was like, well, you know what, not so useful. So, but you know, and I think in the in the real world, that's sometimes the advice you get. Like they're just like, well, just be better. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. that's like how do you do that? Just be better. Yeah. Okay. And that's and so that we'll take that advice and we're gonna just we're gonna be better. You better. <laughs> so when we're, when we're huge, we'll look back and say, thanks, Spotify, for telling Thank us to be that. better. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So um, that's our experience with advice over the last two weeks. Yeah. So if you're ever thinking about starting a podcast, just you know, keep that in the memory bank there. <laughs> those, are the two, those are the two responses you're going to get, right? Either here's what you do or, you know, be yep, be better. So... Mm -hmm. And so now I know we're going to, we're kind of flipping the script here and we're going to talk about some different things now. Yeah. Um, kind of still Z, the first one's Z dog related. I found it on his Instagram, I think. But, right. Uh, so we'll go into that one next, but it was in searching or looking up stuff for Z dog. Obviously I've never, I haven't watched every piece of content he's ever created, but I was like, yeah, let me, you know, just scroll through some stuff and see what he's got. But one of them was, I, I don't know if it was like a Q and a or something, but it was a viewer question. And I think it was one of his viewers wanted to know if it was too late for them to go to medical school at the time. I think the person said they were 25 when they were, when they asked the question. And I don't remember his word for word response. You can imagine if you know him, you can imagine what his response was. Mm -hmm. But I got to thinking about that specific question and I can answer the, the med school part. But then you can also just we can just apply it to general life. Mm -hmm. So. When they asked it, I'm like, man, you're only 25. I started medical school at 22. So it's not like you're way behind, first of all. Also, when I did medical school, uh, I mentioned off camera, but we had like full-fledged lawyers. So they'd already uh, gone to law school and been practicing for X amount of years. We had engineers. So we had, I think, the oldest med student I was with, somewhere in their 50s, I think, late 40s, early 50s. So I'm like, it's technically the answer is no, it's never too late. To, to go you have to understand what you're getting yourself into but my go ahead I, I i said i was gonna say i think with him i thought uh zubin i think he said like yeah it's too late like it's always just too late like yeah like it's not obviously he, he was joking like you know it's never too late if you want to do something like go do it like it's not it's it's yeah you, you put that in your own mind that oh i'm too old i'm too slow i'm too I can't do it. I don't know how to learn anymore. I don't know to like, if you, if you want to do something, just go do it. And don't worry about what anybody else thinks. If you're in there, like Gage said, you know, he's sitting, he's 20, Gage is 22 years old, starting medical school. And he still has mm -hmm. a residency fellowship, all the other things to get through. And he's sitting beside a person who's 50 years old, um, who maybe is going to be done by the time they're what 60 or so mm -hmm. 60 something. And so, and they start, start their career at 60 where a lot of people may be re retiring or whatever, but if that's what you want, then, who cares? Yeah. But yeah, that's what the, what's his name? Gary V is a big proponent on that mm -hmm. of, you know, it's 
any age you can do whatever you want he's like when people come up to me and they're like 50 years old they're like oh it's too late i missed the boat and he's like well you didn't you know it's not too late i always think of the joe rogan quote he's like i wish the person's like i wish i would have started sooner he's like well you fucking didn't so just start now so like that's kind of the attitude you have to have is you know and that's that's one of the things i think that took me forever to start this i'm like man we missed the boat on podcasting and because this has been around for 10 years however long this has been around But I was like, you know, you'll never know unless you actually try. So his Z Dog's advice essentially was, yeah, just you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Don't let your your you know you're putting these limitations on yourself. Um, but when he asked that specific question, I, I commented on the video. I said, it's always too late. I said, never go to medical school. Don't ever do it. <laughs> Which I think he said jokingly, but there's a little bit of truth in every joke. I think he meant it like don't go to medical school he just you know wasn't as adamant as i am i would never recommend anyone ever go no matter what age you are Mm -hmm. but what shakespeare said like the best truth is a half lie yeah and so um yeah i mean it's it's difficult it's tough but i mean if it's something that you really want to do like gage did with his life Thought I wanted that. to do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very generic advice, right? But truly, it is. I don't. When people ask these kind of questions, I honestly, I don't know what they what they want the response to be. They know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. You, that person asked that question, they knew it wasn't too late to go to medical school. They're only twenty five. Even if you put, it took me what fourteen years to do radiology. So let's assume they do, even if they do primary care, they're going to do let it be a shorter amount of time for them. Yep. Like, you know, the answer that still puts you at 40, you know, the answer to the question you're asking, you just yep. want somebody else to kind of say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So people, people want reassurance from other people. And, yeah. and, and I think when people say, Oh, it's, it's too late. Yep. Just stop. And they're like, okay, that's what I was looking for. Or, yeah. or, or, you know, or yeah. if they say, no, it's not too late at all. And you're like, Oh, well, I need to find somebody else who's going to tell me it's who's going yeah, like, exactly. to justify yeah. me saying like, it's too late. And they agree with yeah. me. And so that's the reason why I didn't do it. And so, yeah, you'll find that you'll find the answer you want exactly. eventually from somebody. It's just like, um, you see a whole bunch of <clears throat> it's big. Now people always want research, right? to back up an opinion like vaccines cause autism, yada, yada, yada. You're going to find research to support your opinion, no matter what side you're on. Right. So you're just going to keep bouncing from resource to resource or person to person until you get the answer that you want. Mm -hmm. So just, you have to look, just know when you ask these kind of questions, I mean, you already know the answer. Yep. You just want someone else to, to validate it. Right. And like that, that terrible doctor that, uh, tried to correlate those two vaccines mm-hmm. that cause autism mm-hmm. to BS. Yeah. Um, like, he, you know, he, he found little things that just, yep. it, it just, it's just BS. It's all garbage, but you can search BS and you will find it. Like you will mm-hmm. find lies um, if you search it out. And so, yeah, yeah. Do, do what you want. And in this instance, do what you want to do with your life. Um, and don't worry about, you know, somebody telling you, yes, you're too old or yes, you're this or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, ha- you have to learn to block that stuff out. We've talked a little bit about it. When I was, you know, I grew up in a small town. Nobody really amounted to much of anything. So when I told people that I wanted to go to medical school, you could see the look on their face. They're saying one thing like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you do great. But you can see they don't they don't mean it. They're like, <laughs> oh, you're not going to make it. Like mm-hmm. I even had a <clears throat> one of my <clears throat> high school friends. He married uh 
someone else we went to high school with, they've been together forever. She admitted to me that she's like, yeah, I didn't think you could do it. And I was like, I know, like you, these people, yeah, you, these people say one thing, but I know they mean another thing. I can yeah. see it in your face and your body language. You don't think I can do what I just told you I'm going to do. <clears throat> so you're going to have people that doubt you every step of the way, every step of the way. Right. You know, we've mentioned our upbringing before. My parents didn't go to college. They barely graduated high school. And everyone's like, they look at that and they're like, oh, yeah, that's why you won't make it. You know, your mm-hmm. parents did this. You can't amount to anything. Right. And I'm like, if you stay in these settings long enough, you're going to believe it. Okay. I didn't stay in that set. I left my town for college and I never went back. Mm-hmm. So once you get around, I think kind of on a tangent, but you have to get people around you that well, I don't, they think like you, right? They have to think like you, but they also, I mean, they have to be able to check you. You don't want, you don't want yes men all around yeah. you just saying whatever. But right. you have to have people that are going to support you along the way. I eventually met those people that were like, oh, yeah, you can do this. And I could tell that they meant it. And then mm-hmm. once you do, once you get, you know, that those kind of people around you, you get some confidence. Things get so much easier. Mm-hmm. Get people who believe in you, who are on yeah. the same, who are going, who want to do the same paths or, or mm-hmm. trying to better themselves. And they see yeah. what you went through and, and you just keep raising each other up like that's. You'll find you find your crowd when you start like, yeah, getting out. Sometimes, of- sometimes you're not even looking for it. Yeah. As residency, we spend a lot of time together and I went to a small program. There's only like 15 of us, I think at a time, but mm-hmm. 12 in radiology. And then, <clears throat> I mean, you spend 50, 60 hours a week with these people. So mm-hmm. obviously you don't like all of them, but some of them end up being really good friends that you would have never guessed. I still talk to so many of the people that I was residents with mm-hmm. that I'm like, never would have get in my life i never would have said you and i are going to be as good of friends as we are right that's so that's cool you're not always looking for it but you'll find it when they when they show up you know that's kind of we're kind of getting into some like mushy garbage here but i feel like somebody needs because you 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 always hear it from people that are already established right like joe rogan could tell you what we just told you and people are like oh yeah fucking easy for you to say joe you're a billionaire you know Mm-hmm. But when you hear it from people like us that aren't, we're accomplished, but we're not nearly as successful as they are, or you're like, you're like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. now it maybe sticks a little bit, resonates a little bit more because these people are on my level. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I felt. Like it's, yeah. yeah. I don't want Ray Lewis telling me, hey, man, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Easy well, for you to say, brother. You're, you know, a freak yeah. athlete that, but I'm not saying he didn't work hard, but I think the message just resonates with people just like, we mentioned it again, the Oliver Anthony, right? He's, he's just an average dude, just like the rest of us. He was in the woods when he recorded that. So I think when people see you as like an equal or like they can see themselves in you, the, the message is a little bit more powerful. And I think that gives them the step that they're like, okay, that average guy mm-hmm. did it. Like I can do it. Not, not just LeBron. Who's the freak athlete. Yeah. The average, average guy over there. If he can do it, I, I know I can do it. So, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I was the same way. I've met people along the way, doctors along the way that came from families of doctors. I'm like, man, your, your experience is not for me. You're, it doesn't relate to me. But then I meet one of my favorite family medicine attendings was a dude that grew up in like rural Missouri and he had the kind of a, a similar upbringing to what I had. I'm like, oh, okay, now you're telling me this stuff. You can do it. Then I can do it. So, it's yeah. not to discredit the, the work that those other people have done. I think it's just they're already there. So it's hard to see. We didn't see the process of getting there. I'm telling you the process. You can see my process of getting there. So it's a little bit more relatable. 
And I think, and I think that even goes back to, and you jumping aside, like, you know, race, age, um, ethnicity, all those things. Like you see somebody who is the same 50 year old that you are doing mm-hmm. it or doing the process of doing something. You're like, Oh, okay. Like they're fit. Like, or you see somebody even older, you know, you're like, yeah. you're 50 and you're like, I, you know, I can't do it. And you see the 60 year old that's doing it. And you're like, uh, okay, yeah. I, yeah, I can do it. Or you see somebody who's the same race, race or ethnicity or has that background that you do doing something and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, like, yeah, it's obtainable. And so yeah. I think that that helps a lot of people internally make that. Decision. The, yeah. Going back to that viewer's question, I'm assuming they they're having the issue that most people do, which is the first step, right? They didn't want, they were scared of the first initial step. Mm-hmm. which I never, it never even crossed my mind. Going to medical school, like the, the risks never even crossed my mind, but it's easily the riskiest thing I've ever done in my life. Cause mm-hmm. now I'm, if I didn't finish, which we had several people that didn't finish, you know, I'm hosed, I'm in debt. I'm not going to find, I'd be stuck probably an average job paying back that debt for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. depending on when I quit. So I think, and I think I, I don't know if you did, but I definitely struggled with the first step in terms of this, making this podcast. And then that video that I did last night, I was like, man, I don't want to put myself on camera and edit and do all this other stuff. But uh, I think yeah. most people are just scared to take the first step and you have, you kind of just have to have to do it. The first step is always the hardest. Cause that's like your leap of faith. Like mm-hmm. that's your like, okay, I'm stepping out of what's comfortable into something that's uncomfortable. And I don't know what's going to happen. Am I wasting my time? Yeah. Am I like, whatever it is. So if you are able to take that and I think, And I think sometimes that even like going to school, I look back sometimes and like even the education that I went through, I'm like, if, if I was my age now, like, I think I know so much more than I know then. I'm like, would I have done that again? Like probably like, I don't know if I would have done it all again. Like sometimes, sometimes like the sleepless nights and the different things that you just were just like head down, just like doing it. Um, Looking back, I don't, I don't like, I'd have been like, nah, I don't want to do that. Never mind. Like, but yeah. I think I was too young and too dumb to know better. Yep. Like, Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> you don't know any better. You don't know any better. And but it was also like, uh, you know, it worked. It worked out um, because I was too young and because I was too dumb yeah. to like, know better. And I think the same, not necessarily the same thing with the podcast, but like I've won, we wanted, I've wanted to have this ha- podcast for probably years, but like it just didn't work out with our schedules and things like that. Yeah. Now we still like not that we're too young and too dumb, but like we still went for it, even though like we have no idea how this is going to turn out with the yeah. YouTube videos and the podcast, you yeah. know, whatever. Like, and so it's not just always that you're too young, too dumb, but sometimes you just take the leap, and if it fails, so be it. You you've grown like every with every leap, with every step that you try something new, there's going to be growth mm-hmm. of some sort and uh, learning, and so you take those wounds or or things that turn out well and you move forward. So, yeah. So that's our, that's our soapbox for the day. Yeah. That was, I did <laughs> so, not expect, I did not expect it to go off on that tangent, but it did. So when you uh, become, when you listen to this podcast and you become rich and successful, make sure to shout us out. Yeah. Like subscribe. Yep. <laughs> you know, all the social media so. support sponsor. Um, okay. So we have so- one more, we've been meeting to talk about this one forever. Yeah. Uh, so I've been an attending now for almost two months. So we were going to kind of, I can at least reflect on it's quick. It's crazy how quickly you lose it 
I don't forget my residency experience, but it's already starting to fade because I haven't been a resident for, you know, a year and a half almost. So I can relate it more to being a fellow, but being an attending is, it's a different ball game. And I, I can't, com- I can't compare it to other uh, specialties, maybe except surgery because radiology is unique in the sense that it's pretty much one-on-one, right? It's just me and the image. Nobody else is there to, so if you're an internal medicine doctor, I don't have a specialist that I can send this image to, right? Like I am the specialist. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it, when you're a surgeon, you're a surgeon, like it's just you and the patient in that room one-on-one. I, I mean, you have help, but essentially you're taking full responsibility for that patient. So that, I mean, that's one thing that people talk about when you become an attending is it's, it's just your name at the bottom of the report. Whereas when you're a resident or a fellow, obviously you're attending you dictate it and then they overread it and they final sign it. So they take all the responsibility for it. So you're kind of prepared for that eventuality. Like when you're an attending, you're by yourself signing, but I underestimated how, how much that pressure is. I assume it gets better as you dictate more, but just knowing that everything I can read, everything I do read has the potential for disaster. Like mm-hmm. for me, for the patient, for whatever, it's a lot of pressure to to handle by yourself. And you can ask your colleagues, like if you see something and you don't know, you're like, oh, what is this? But that's not going to hold up if you get sued, right? You can't be like, oh, Dr. X told me it was this. So I said, well, it's still your name at the bottom of the report, buddy. So yep. so that was one thing that I underestimated is pressure. Just the pressure. Yeah. And it's radiology. I think we've talked about this before, but it's it's hard to tell people even in medicine how busy we actually are like to describe a busy day but i mean if i average 100 studies a day and i work i don't know how many days a year let's easy number of like 250 mm-hmm. you multiply those out i have a lot of room for it to make mistakes right. and i have to do that every day for the next 20 years so i'm sure there are studies out there and i've read them at some point but i forget the number a large majority of radiologists at some point are going to get sued. And it's just, it's not how good or how bad you are. Sometimes it's how bad you are, but it's just a numbers game. Mm-hmm. The more I read, the more I, I'm going to mess up or I have the opportunity to mess up. It's just right. like your job. The more you scan, the more you have the opportunity to miss or do something or whatever. Right. So it's not like I'm, I'm not a bad radiologist in my personal opinion, but it's just, it's just simple numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan says I took, thousands of shots in my career I also missed thousands of shots you're like so the more he took the more he missed he also made more but he still missed more right so to me that was the the liability and the pressure of being the one that is responsible for signing is is a lot more than I thought it would be because I signed some of my own studies in uh fellowship you know I signed x-rays and I did moonlighting where I would sign chest cts and pe studies and stuff but I never felt that I don't know why. I just never felt the pressure in fellowship. Maybe it's because it's a big university. So if something, if someone sues you, they're likely going to sue the university and not you. But I just never felt that pressure in fellowship. And I never had any issues in fellowship. No one ever told me anything about my reads being bad or missing things or whatever. But when you're in a private practice, you know, job, it's just a different, a different ball game. You're just on your own, your own island. And, that, and that's interesting. You know, I think I forget that you're in a private practice now versus when you were in the big university. Mm-hmm. And so those are two different aspects. You're, you're being a radiologist, but you're a radiologist for 
different things for a big university, private practice. And I don't even know mm-hmm. if there's other, uh, other ways to be a radiologist too. Um, vert, I don't know, VRAT virtually. And, and so yeah. those are- they're still, so pri- it's mainly private and academic. VRAT is private practice. They just, they read remotely. Okay. The only other thing I can think of is you can work for an insurance company, right? You could be the one that fucks over your colleague and says, yeah, they shouldn't have missed this or yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. approves the exam. So you can work for insurance companies um, and stuff like that, but it's the vast majority is private practice versus academic. And academic is different because not just for fellowship, but everybody there is only reading what's in their fellowship. So when I went to fellowship, all my attendings just read MSK because that's what I, that's what we, that's what I trained in. Right. If you go to body, all those attendings, they did a fellowship in body and all they read is body, neuro, so on and so forth down the line. So you're much less likely to get sued if you're only reading your subspecialty because mm-hmm. that's what you're most comfortable with. Yeah. But in private practice, that's not, that's not an option. Right. You have to read things that are outside of you, that you, you read in, in residency and you're good enough to handle, yeah. but you're not subspecialty trained in those things. Yeah. And then that's where people, most people get into trouble. Right. So, you know, I, I have a quick story about that. So I've mm-hmm. worked with a, a radiologist that's first year um, mm-hmm. and they were, they specialized in body and you start to notice when you're doing um, different exams with them, how uncomfortable they mm-hmm. are with certain things. So like uh, they had put this at particular radiologist in breast. Yeah. And, and you, you know, it was just taking them a long time to mm-hmm. get through things. They're like really going over things. And then they started um, recommending biopsies. They're like, we want to biopsy yep. all these nodules. Yep. Um, whereas some of the other radiologists would be like, no, 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 we're going to do this, this, and this. And so the comfort level of first being new, you know, they're getting put on an island of what they're not used to doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I didn't realize that, you know, when you specialize, you for that fellowship, you focused on that's MSK. Mm-hmm. Like, that's I read. That's what I'm. And then you're like, OK, we know you've been doing MSK for the past year, two years, whatever, you know, however long somebody's fellowship goes or body or whatever. Now yeah. we're going to put you in breast or now we're going to put you in bo- like whatever else specialty mm-hmm. it is that you don't have as much experience on. Ready, set, go. Yep. And, and you so, can, yeah, you can tell. And when people are uncomfortable with what they're reading, but I mean, that's where that's on us because my group asked me if I wanted to do MAMS and I said, I will not touch, I'll not touch MAMS. So I think the radiologist has to uh, kind of put their foot down and know themselves well enough to say, I'm not, I'm not right. comfortable doing that. Like I, I won't read like high level neuro. If it's like a PET CT comes through the ER, fine, but I'm not going to read high level. Uh, I won't read high level neuro, just like the neuro person shouldn't read high level MSK. Orthopedic surgeon doesn't want a, a neuro a neuro radiologist to read their knee MR, just like a neurosurgeon doesn't want me to read their brain MR. Right. You know, like so, we have to know ourselves a little bit better. But radiology is in a good spot, so you can kind of pick what pick and choose. You know, the job market's hot, but um, what else? So that's Stay one of the things. Stay yeah, in your lane. Yeah, that's one of the things I, I wasn't ready for. Some other things I wasn't ready for are we have I don't know what you maybe coordinator like a, a reading room coordinator i guess is what you would call her she handles most of the phone calls and then if it's a sp- specific question then she hands it off to one of us mm-hmm. so she handles a lot of it but like i still have to call we've talked about giving results so if there's a pe i have to call there's certain things i have to call the provider about 
and that, I mean, that's a pain in the ass to, to try and get a hold of these people. I'm in a, a stat study. So most, I think most radiologists probably do what uh, is termed an oh shit scroll. So you scroll through the image first to look for anything that jumps out like immediately. Like if they have a, a ruptured abdominal aortic aneurysm that you have to, and you have to call, like you have to call right then and there before you mm-hmm. say anything on the dictation. Right. So I think most of us do that. So if you happen to catch something, if I catch a PE on that scroll, I'm like, well, shit, now I have to call. So then it takes 10, 15 minutes, whatever to, I have to find the number. I have to call. We, we cover a lot of rural sites. So you have to find either call radiology and have them transfer you to the ED or whatever. So that can take 10 or 15 minutes. Then you have to dictate the damn study, which takes another 10 minutes. So just one study could take you 30 minutes. And when the list is 300 deep, you're like, oh my God, this is, this is painful. Mm-hmm. So giving results, like the, the interruptions, I guess, is how I would sum that up. Phone calls, other providers wanting to talk to you. I was not, you don't deal with that in fellowship very much because they usually want to talk to the attending. So they ignore you as the fellow. Mm-hmm. And we had a reading room coordinator. She handled most of that as well. But the interruptions are crazy. Yeah. I th- and, and, you know, and I can even correlate like quickly with the interruptions. Um, you know, we get for, I've worked at different places where the radiologists have us call. And so yeah. they, they continue to do their dictating and we call the results to whomever. And so now, you know, we have X amount of exams and we're making mm-hmm. the phone calls and I'm answering the phone calls and I'm also scheduling and trying to book patients on our schedule, which, which you know, it's a full thing. So you're just like putting people where you can't really have time to put them. And yeah. so if you have that coordinator spot, man, that's a, that's so nice. To have. Yeah. Um, I, I wish she does help out a lot. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't realize, and, and you don't realize how much somebody ends up helping out till like they take a day off or something. You're like, well, yeah, where that's when you notice it. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> yeah, we have to carry that. The, we have to carry the phone that she normally carries, and you're like, oh my god, but, <laughs> this is a lot, yeah. So, I mean, um, this. I don't want to be all negative about being an attending. Obviously, the paycheck is nice. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. So, yeah. that's what that's what I've been building towards for 15 years is that paycheck. <laughs> so, I mean, that that helps. But yeah, you know. know your stuff, right? Yeah. So somehow I say it every week, but we're at 42 minutes. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cut my my two months as an attending short, and I can conti- I'll continue to add things as I experience yeah. them. I have, you know, when I work my first I work weekends in fellowship, but I haven't worked one as an attending yet. Then I got to work overnights, so those things will be things I can add onto my yeah we'll discussion call it, we'll, later. We'll segment attend or night yeah. segment something like that. Nighthawk. Yeah. So the last one is my favorite segment. And this question I've been sitting on for a while. This is, I wanted to ask this like the first day, mm-hmm. but we're going to get a little deep here. Yeah. And I love it. Dennis is, you can already tell he's uncomfortable. So we're going to, that's how you know it's going to be a good, se- good segment. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember where I saw this. It's a common question. Uh, so I can't give, I can't take credit for the question, but here's today's question. Are you ready? go ahead hypothetical situation because neither one of us are in this situation true but today's question is if you were married and your wife was pregnant and she was actively having or or getting ready to or actively having the baby but the doctor walks in and says hey one of these one of the two is going to die during the birth you know which one which one are you saving you saving your wife or you saving the kid Okay. So I think 
I think first off, hopefully this never happens to anybody. Obviously, yes. <laughs> like purely hypothetical. Is, Obviously, we don't a, want this to happen, but this is a terrible like situation, terrible thing to happen. Um, strictly going because Gage is crazy and comes up with these crazy questions. Yeah. Um, I, I would. I think for me, I think I would say I would save my wife. Um, at that point, just just because. Also, you know, scripturally, it's God is God is first. And then your spouse. Um, and so going based on that, I would say save my spouse. Um, I, you know, it would be a probably the hardest decision that you've ever had to make in your life. Yeah. To, yeah. To, I mean, of, unfortunate reality is people have to make this decision probably daily. Right, there are people that right. have to make this. Uh, and we're making a segment out of it. I don't, it's not a joke, but this is yeah. just like a, a segment we I wanted to do, but right, so right. you're taking the you're saving your wife because the yeah. big man upstairs says sure. save the wife. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that's what I would go with, and yeah, definitely, definitely. Like Gage said, this is this is not a joke. This is just a hypothetical. Yeah. Like we come up with a quick question every week, and so this is just he wanted to go a little deep with this one. Yeah, to see. I didn't uh, I didn't realize we'd have the same answer. I thought you would go the opposite direction, but mine is for different reasons. I'm going to save the wife as well. Mm-hmm. But mine, I don't ever want to be in that situation because I don't want kids, right? So that's right. the easy, that's right. the easy yeah. part is I never, I don't want kids. So if I'm in that situation already, I'm, I'm behind. <laughs> behind but yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. With the wrong woman. It's I, I, to save the kid. I mean, I don't know. It's different, I guess, because you know the wife on a deeper level, right? Obviously, you're married to her. You know everything, most everything there is to know about the person, assuming it's a healthy marriage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the kid is just, they're not even born yet. So mm-hmm. even though you're going to, you're, especially the mom is going to have an attachment with the, with the kid. Right. I don't know. It just seems like the attachment with the wife would, for me, would be, would be a stronger bond for than sure. the kid. I, yeah. I think that, you know, you, you know, the person you've probably been with them for a considerable amount of time. Um, not saying, obviously, you know, the time with an unborn child is, is crucial and is, mm-hmm. a beautiful, is a beautiful thing. But when it, when you have to make a very hard choice between two things, um, maybe the person that you've known for a longer period of time and yeah. I'm trying to, ju- I'm trying to justify the decision yeah. and also, you know, scripturally, um, that, you know, but what's interesting is, is also I've, I feel like not had a similar conversation, but I had a conversation with a coworker that said that was, was a, a female that said, I would save my kids. Like if anything happened, yeah. like, if, yeah. like they did, I think their hypothetical situation was my husband, you know, they're both falling off a bridge or something, you know, some mm-hmm. crazy hypothetical. And they're like, I would save my children because yeah. like, I love, you know, I'm all about my children. And I don't know if yeah. that just says like they had a poor marriage yeah. or, or if they... I mean, that, that, that gets into another topic of you see all the time, like, do you put your kids first or do you put your spouse first in a marriage? Mm-hmm. And I think vast majority of people will put their kids first. But I happen to be on the other side of the spectrum in that I would I think the spouse comes first. Yeah. So I guess that kind of is consistent with why I would save the spouse before the, and I, the kids. Yeah. And I agree with you in that situation, too, because I feel like you know, you love your family as a whole, but I think you, once your kids grow up and they move on and they decide to start their own family, Mm -hmm. 
you're, you know, you have your extent, you have your kids and then you have their, their family and their kids and your grandkids. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it ends up being your spouse or significant other and just you, you two. And so you have to really have that deep love caring for each other um, to continue to live, you know, your life past your kids, you know, you go through all their sporting event, you know, we got this, this, and this, and this, and now it's just you and your wife or you and your husband together again, just the two of you. And so you have to, and and that goes along with, I think it's important that you also continue to date your, your husband Mm -hmm. and your wife, you know, throughout the duration, you can't just, life isn't just going to their kids' soccer games and things like that. Spend time with your significant other, go to date nights and, 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 keep that connection because one day your kids are going to move on and they're going to be gone and they might not come and visit you often, or they might not be around often. And so it's just you and your significant other. So make sure you have a good relationship with your significant other. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, that's the important, I mean, you mentioned dating each other and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I feel like if you have a healthy relationship, then you're probably going to be a better parent. Obviously neither one of us are parents. So we're speaking, hypothetically. So if if people that have this experience can speak a little bit better to it, but I feel like if you, if you have a good relationship with your uh, spouse, that's going to reflect on how you parent the kid. The kid is going to see that. And then, cause you see kids that grow up in unhealthy households and it's just a cycle that continues until, you know, eventually hopefully somebody breaks it, but it could just be an endless cycle. So I feel like if you put your kids above your spouse, that's when things start to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Not to say <clears throat> there are times where the kids obviously come first, right? This is, I'm talking in the long run. If your yeah. kid's sick, obviously they come before the spouse or if something happens, whatever. But I mean, yeah. in the long run, right. you yeah. have to, you have to have that, that bond because like you said, kids are going to move out. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good parent, they're going to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. They're going to have their own family, their own job, their own life, whatever. And they're probably not going to just frankly, especially in America, they're not going to come see you that often. Mm-hmm. so then you're stuck with uh your spouse and if this was if that relationship was built on sand that shit's about to crumble real quick mm-hmm. when it's just you two in the house right so right. and and I, and and I, going back to i think this goes back to um so you know people postpone divorces for kids yeah for kids yeah because their relationships are horrible but we stay together for the kids or we or whatever it is and so yeah yeah. Um, yeah. But I, but for me, I, uh, you know, just to reiterate God first, your spouse. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm and, not God first, but spouse, <laughs> spouse first. I know. So that was a, uh, that was a good question. I like those kind of questions because <clears throat> they're a little bit more, they, they, they force you to think a little bit. And if you, for you and I, we have to put ourselves, hopefully everybody, not, I mean, statistically not everybody, but everybody, most people, have to, I guess, put themselves in those shoes. Like they've never experienced it. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's a, if that was a reality for you, then that's not going to be fun. But yeah. I think when you can put yourself in the shoes for different scenarios, not just this one, but for any scenario, you can put yourself in that situation. Yeah. One, it's fun to think about because it challenges you Two, I think it helps you grow kind of as a person too. So I'm curious, you know, I'm curious um, for our, any viewers out there listening I saw 35% of our uh, audience on mm. YouTube is female. And so I'm curious mm-hmm. on, you know, us being guys, do we have a different thought process? Than yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Out there? And so <clears throat> if, if women have anything differently, or if a guy thinks differently for some other reason, like I'd love to hear 
um, why they think that way. Yeah. And maybe they can enlighten me or, or I don't know. You know, I'm always up. For these kind of questions are meant to create discourse, right? Like you just want to talk about them. Mm-hmm. It's just, we yeah. happen to be doing a podcast. You know, mm-hmm. this is, this is a question that I'm sure gets talked about in friend groups all the time. Right. right. You just don't discuss it publicly. Right. So, but yeah, the, the bringing up the female perspective would be interesting. Cause I, I have a feeling that they would mostly side with your friend mm-hmm. that said they would take their kids. I think most females would save their kids as well. Whereas yeah. I think males would probably tend to lean more towards us, yeah. but I, we don't have kids. Right. So we can't speak to the parent and, and, and the fatherly bond. So. Right. And I think I saw a stat, like a random stat that, um, Men, if the the women, if I don't know, if you end up staying with your wife or your significant other for a long period of time and your wife dies, usually men die fairly after where women can continue to like live much yeah. longer than men usually do because, you know, it's like their friend, their best friend is like their wife or whatever. So they like yeah. once their wife's gone, they're like, I've got nothing else. And so yeah. I, I don't know how accurate all these like things that I've heard over the years are, but yeah these hypotheticals are, are good it's fun good. it's fu- it's fun it's terrible it's fun um it's meant to make you think and kind of yeah, you know react expose or let people know you know into your yeah thought process and all that kind of stuff so and be prepared for situations that you yeah. can't, can't prepare for yep prepare for the unpreparable that's right well here we go another 53 minutes in good uh, and i th- and i think we're wrapping this up it was great episode 12 get ready for episode 13 guys make sure you again follow us mm-hmm. on rad underscore talk underscore dg mm-hmm. uh, us an email rad talk with dg at gmail.com yep. like subscribe sponsor yeah so we, I, i'll plug it again i briefly mentioned our youtube uh so rad underscore talk underscore dg is youtube and instagram and tiktok but the YouTube specifically, I just put out a new series that I'm going to try called Radiologist Reacts. I reacted to Anthony Oliver's song, uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. So go, I think it's it'll be live at noon, my time. So one year time. But it will be, uh, just kind of let us know your thoughts. I've never done it before. I did the whole video by myself, edited it and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to get Dennis to kind of create something to to as well but so go give it a listen and let me know your uh your thoughts and opinions yeah and also if anybody has any ideas of uh you know mm. what you got radiologist reacts if you have any ideas for uh for me to yeah. have a subject. ultrasound reacts yeah. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll go with something but yeah all right guys until next time all right we'll see you next week guys thanks later